Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie, and you're listening to episode 47 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever gonna break it down. So guys, do you know what today is? It's a very special day. Not just any day. See, I'm not gonna sing for you guys, but I hope you picked up on that Tony, Tony, Tony reference. But today, the Boonie Breakdown Podcast turns one. Right? Yay! Can you believe it? I honestly have had so much fun over the past year doing the podcast. And I'm so thankful that you guys have listened and you've shared and you've tweeted and you've followed and you've told a friend, you told someone you hated, you told a coworker. And I am so appreciative. I'm appreciative of everyone who listens, people who've sponsored, people who've pushed me and encouraged me to try new things. So here we are a year later in season three on episode 47. And it's so dope. So happy birthday to us, guys. I'm not going to just say it's mine, but to us. <laughs> um, This week's episode, you know, engagement season is over. And so I thought I would be helpful to everyone who got engaged and they're planning weddings now. And so I figured I could do something to help. And I can get you guys a wedding planner. Like, that's how much Boonie loves you. So I got a wedding planner. And this week's episode, we are talking to wedding planning veteran Lynette Richardson-Hall. And you guys might remember her from Style Network's Whose Wedding Is It Anyway? Remember Style Network, right? (laughs) So, but she has over 25 years of experience in planning weddings and in planning events. And she's here and she's going to give you guys good tips on budgeting and etiquette because God knows etiquette has gone out the windows these days. (laughs) And she also gives some really good tips on vendor contracts. So you're going to want to listen to this episode. So many gems are dropped. Even if you aren't actively planning a wedding right now, it's some really good tips. And even if you're like me, I really don't even want a wedding, honestly, and you want to do courthouse pimping, we give some good tips on that too. So stay tuned for the interview. And now it's time for Boonie's Pick of the Week. Okay, guys, I'm going to say it right now. It's no spoilers, but Black Motherfucking Panther was so amazing. Um, I'm not going to talk about it yet. I did do a blog post on thebooniebreakdown.com, so you can go read it. It's no spoilers in it. I guess I'll still give people time to see it. I'm actually a person, I don't go to the movies often, that's number one. And I've never seen any other Marvel comic movie but Black Panther, so I did it for the culture. (laughs) And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Michael B. Jordan looked good as fuck. Winston Duke? Winston Duke is my new crush. That man is fine as hell. Hell, okay? That's all I'm going to say. The women were badass. They looked gorgeous. Lapita's skin on the screen. I just, uh, I lived for every second of that movie. And I'm actually going to go see it again this week. So, yeah, go see Black Panther. And that's my pick of the week. (laughs) So now for some housekeeping stuff. I'm really excited because the Boonie Breakdown podcast is now on Spotify. I am an avid Spotify user. I've been on there for six years. It's the only way I listen to music now. And so now, if you use Spotify too, you can listen to the Boonie Breakdown podcast on Spotify. So go ahead, type it in your your search bar and just hit the follow button. And you can get your favorite podcast on your favorite music app. So how dope is that? 
And if you, I think if you don't pay for uh, Spotify, that you can still listen to podcasts for free on the service. So, you know, some of the Droid users who've been still trying to figure out which app they want to use, there's another option for you guys. So just go ahead, hit the follow button, and you will get alerted on Spotify. Also, I've loved the feedback on episode 46 with Jack Jones. We had fun talking about sex toys and how to liven up your sex life. (laughs) So go check that episode out if you have not. And on the episode, Jack really talked about some of her favorite and top selling sex toys. And one of those toys was the um, We Vibe Sync. And so, you know, me, I reached out to the company and they sent me one to give away to my listeners. So if you, I'm, the contest has not started yet, but I kept telling you guys, you need to follow me on Instagram at the Boonie Breakdown. So if you start following me there, details will be released this week. So it'll be my one year giveaway, delivering the ratchet to you, <laughs> spicing up your life. Yeah, the We Vibe Sync is the world's number one couples vibrator. Okay, so you use it together. All right. And if you need tips on how to introduce this to your partner, then you go back and listen to episode 46 of Jack Jones and we talk about that there. So go ahead and follow uh, me on Instagram so you know when that Instagram giveaway starts. And also, we want to thank uh, our sponsor last week, the UV Clean. So if you win the We Vibe Sync, then you're going to need something to clean your toy. So head over to uvclean.com or the link can be found in the show notes. And remember, you can use the code Boonie to receive 20% off your UV sanitizer to keep your sex toys pristine and have the world's cleanest orgasm. All right. So that's it, guys. You know the deal. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook, The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow me on Twitter, Boonie Breakdown. Leave those reviews in iTunes and on the Facebook page and keep using the hashtag The Boonie Breakdown or the hashtag PodIn, P-O-D-I-N. And that is it for me, guys. So let's get ready to break it down. All right, guys, it's your girl, Booney, and I'm really excited um, for my guest today. And I did this episode, especially for all of you who complained that I always talk about single girl woes. And I know we're at the end of engagement season. And so I brought someone on to help all of you newly engaged people plan your wedding. So I would like to welcome uh, Miss Lynette Richardson-Hall. You might know her as the wedding diva. Hi, Miss Lingette. I have to call you Miss Lingette. <laughs> hey, Adrian. How are you? Good. How are you? I can't complain. I will say um, Miss Lingette is probably the first person I know who did reality TV. She was like a reality star before it was cool to be a reality star. <laughs> and she was, yeah, well, was it the Style that. Network then? Style Network, um, yes. Whose wedding mm-hmm. is it anyway? Mm-hmm. She was yep. the wedding diva. Yeah, that's uh, 2005. Oh my God, it was that long ago? It was that long ago, but I, the, but the way that television works, I ended up doing um, 10 seasons okay. of that show. So yeah. 
And my mom um, <laughs> was on Miss Lingette's team. And so it would be funny seeing all them get recognized in public as the ladies from the wedding show. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. We could not go anywhere. Yeah, it was anywhere. that was like pretty fun. Was it like, was. That's the wedding diva. And I'm like, oh, Miss Lingette. <laughs> <laughs> Because you only know me one way. That's how so, I know yeah. you. Um, <laughs> and so now you've retired from the wedding business. Wow. I did. I did. In fact, uh, what's today? The 20th? Yep. Tomorrow. Uh, it will be three years that I retired. Do you miss it? Um, sometimes. Because for me, weddings were like a form of ministry. Hmm. And... It was something that was just in my DNA because I love love and watching it born every weekend with a new, you know, relationship. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It it had nothing to do with, you know, all the fancy pretty. It didn't. It was about the formation of new relationships. That's cool. I never heard it was a ministry. I've never heard it described in such a way. Yeah, it, it it's because it's a covenant, you know, and to make that kind of decision, it takes a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that the problem right now, well, back then too, people see a wedding. So they see all the pomp and circumstance, you know, they see all the pretty tablecloths and the flowers, all that. What they don't realize is that your life as a married couple begins the moment you say I do. And all that comes with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they say for better or for worse. Well, on your wedding day, that's the better. Be prepared for the worse. <laughs> that's good advice, though. It's the truth. And I think a lot of people don't, they're too busy concentrating on a perfect shade of periwinkle. that is true and i will say even with you know you were on a reality tv show and it was probably the one of the first ones that were centered around weddings Mm -hmm. and then you had the show on tlc the four weddings and Mm -hmm. bridezilla Mm -hmm. and i mean you could probably name a few more where Mm -hmm. everyone was so worried about you know, impressing people mm-hmm. who attend. And now I feel like everyone's doing it for the gram. Yes. <laughs> and now that's the difference between when I was in the business and what's happening now. So I started as a wedding planner in 1993. I retired in 2014. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. And I watched um, the wedding industry evolve. Some good, some bad. But weddings have always been a way for people to do the one up. Uh. Always. People will spend their last dime to get married. And and since you're speaking of dimes and coins, (laughs) what would be one tip you would give to a newly engaged couple on how to realistically set their budget for a wedding? Honestly, figure out what kind of life it is you want to have after the wedding. Seriously. 
think about this life. Are you getting ready to buy a house? Are you blending families? You know, what kind of life are you going to have? Part hmm. two, decide on who you really like and who you don't. Folks you don't like, don't invite them to your wedding. That'll cut your budget right there. <laughs> That's a message. <laughs> but it's the truth. Because people, like you said, doing it for the gram, mm-hmm. people also try to throw these highbrow affairs thinking they're going to recapture what was put out to make the event. And that's not going to happen. You don't know how many times I sat in my studio and told people that. And they looked at me like I had grown two heads. (laughs) And And I'm like, you can't do that. If you have no money, because weddings cost money. Average wedding is about 30 grand. And that's only for about 150 people. Sheesh. And, and you that think that's probably it. like in a small town because if you're in a New York, it could probably be average 80. If you're yes. in LA, it's yes. probably like an average of 50. <laughs> a New York and LA run about the same. Okay. So what would be 30 is about 75 in wow. those two places. But like if you come south, if you go north, if you go to the Midwest, Geography matters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, $30,000 can buy you a car. It's a down payment on a house. That's mm-hmm. some money towards your master's degree. Mm-hmm. So, so priorities. So prioritize the life you want when setting yes. the budget. Yep. And so yep. I, I know that um, a lot of people, you know, they don't want the stress and, and they don't factor in the cost of a wedding planner in their budget. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I've learned many a times being on, you know, sales pitches. Well, I guess they're not sales pitches, but they are with you and with my mom that people were blown away by the fee that you guys would charge. Yeah. And not understand that your 30000 if someone has an $8,000 fee, <laughs> your 30000 is now 22000 Yeah, right. Or... See, here's the thing. You made a very good point. A lot of people don't want the stress because people have lives. And planning a wedding is more than a notion, especially if you want something nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And of course, nice is relative. <laughs> but, you know, if you want something that's memorable, that's kind of elegant, you know, you're throwing a nice shindig, you, be prepared to pay for it. The wedding planner, a professional one, okay, not your girl from round away, but a professional, <laughs> not the church lady, but a professional <laughs> who actually knows the industry, knows how to crunch numbers, has excellent working relationships with top vendors in the area. Mm-hmm. Now, Pookie and them are fine at your little cookout. <laughs> Take pictures on the 4th of July. <laughs> Not for your wedding, okay? Um, And it's like anything else, you know, if you're living a certain lifestyle, Mm -hmm. then it actually should be reflected in the parties you throw. Ooh, that's another word too. Right. So if you're like literally living paycheck to paycheck, don't try to have have a potluck wedding. <laughs> well, well, don't, even that. don't even try to go for 
a ball or wedding. Don't. Because you're going to be hurt. Your feelings going to be hurt. <laughs> okay. Conversely, if you got it like that, and you're just going to try to have cash bar and give cake and peanuts, people know you got the money. <laughs> you know, I, I, priorities. I, I will say I, and you know, I know I'm not alone here, so people cannot judge me, but I literally do feel some type of way when I'm invited to a wedding and it's a cash mm-hmm. bar. You should. Like a wedding should be open bar. I'm sorry. Even if Here's you have to have a brunch and it's mimosas. Yes. <laughs> but you got to give on me the right track. No, you're on the right track. Weddings are celebratory occasions. Now, I've, yeah, your mother would attest to this. Anybody <laughs> on Team Diva would attest to this. I tell people, your guests pay for nothing. That's why they're called guests. Mm -hmm. And this includes a bar. This includes parking. Don't have this at a fancy hotel where my valet is going to be 30 bucks and you're not picking up the tab. Mm. Or you say, well, they got parking in the garage. It's 15 (laughs) bucks. No, because this is what the wedding planner does. Wedding planner negotiates with the venue or the independent parking contractor to get a rate that's a bulk rate. Mm-hmm. We pay for it in advance and we're done. And in and, the invitation, it says so. And as a bride, you don't want to be negotiating parking contracts. No, like I'm sure that is something, like you said, they're worried about picking the right shade of periwinkle. That no one wants (laughs) thinks like, oh, we need to provide parking for our guests. Right. And no, they don't. Just like nobody wants to negotiate prices, period. So the wedding planner is the one who does that. It's like I'm the bad cop. Mm. But I'm the good cop too, because I know everybody. (laughs) And I give them repeat business. So there's a, a vendor in Baltimore who got all my business for over a decade. And there were other vendors who got mad. (laughs) And I said, no, no, this is how this works. The reason they get my business is A, because their work is stellar. But B, they give all of my clients a discount and it ain't a little one. Mm. I said, I don't make any money off of this. And that's the other thing. I would counsel bride and grooms Ask your vendors if they receive kickbacks. Oh. Anybody who refers them, like a referral fee, you know, recommendation fee, any of that. Because they shouldn't. Because you can't serve two masters. That's a good point. See, this is why it pays to have a wedding planner. (laughs) A professional one. A professional, not pookie. Not pookie. Right. That's something I would have never thought about either. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. And sometimes people don't reveal it. And I would tell my clients up front, I said, the fee you pay me is the only money I'm getting. Mm-hmm. I don't get money from what XYZ mansion because I referred you. Gotcha. What they will do is give you good pricing 
because you're my client. They like value that. the relationship. Oh, and you, that's you get the benefit off of that. Right. And so when dealing with wedding ven- vendors, whether it's the baker who's doing the cake or a photographer, what is uh, one tip you would give a newly engaged couple when dealing with wedding vendors besides noting for kickbacks? <laughs> Read your contract. Read the contract. Read the contract. And part B to that, make sure you have a contract. Do not do handshakes. Do not do a verbal. Do not do I got you fan. Don't do that. Have you ever in your 25 plus years of doing weddings, did you ever have a vendor just not show up on the wedding day? No. 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 Now, I've had to pull people up because they weren't abiding by the terms of the contract. Okay. And, you know, everybody on the team when we worked weddings had a printout of everything that was going on. And I had the, the bigger binder, which had all the contracts in it. And I knew them by heart anyway. Mm-hmm. But in case we were doing like remote locations and, you know, people all over the place, you would have a copy. And so you would know exactly what that cake is supposed to look like, exactly what those linens are supposed to be. And mm-hmm. we can nip that in the bud before the delivery person even leaves. And I've wow. done that <laughs> more than once. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to have everything in writing because it is then legal and binding. So, so have a contract. You must have it in writing. And it doesn't have to be 10 pages. But the other thing couples need to understand is that the contract is designed to protect the vendor, not them. Mm. Yeah, because you always, I've you know, recently you've heard these horror stories, and I know they've made like the national news where a couple has contracted out a photographer and never received their pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like mm-hmm. that's the one you hear the most, or or they only sent. I think it was another one that I've read where the photographer in the contract said they only had to provide like twenty pictures, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and they destroyed the rest. Yep. So. <laughs> You want to read the contract closely. Like you want to read every line, every amendment, everything. And if there's not something that you agree with, don't redline it. Don't strike it through because you null and void the contract. What you want to do is contact the vendor and say, can you please explain this Mm. and see if there's a way to come to an amicable agreement that you can get what you want. And then you have them send you a revised contract with those notations. It's, it's very, I, look, I originally look, gyms college, right now. <laughs> well, no, okay. Because I originally went to college to be a lawyer. So okay. my legal eagle always pops in, always. <laughs> and that's where people get burned, Adrian. They get burned because they didn't read the contract. You got to read the contract. Mm-hmm. And you you mentioned um, 
earlier about trimming your guest list. <laughs> you said if you don't like them, don't invite them to your wedding. But how do you deal with when your mama wants to invite auntie so-and-so and her co-worker who watched you grow up? How do you stop mama and daddy from adding to the guest list? Well, there's two ways to look at this. Um, one is what I call the five-year rule. If you haven't talked to them in five years, mm-hmm. seen them in five years, you know, interacted with them in five years, no. Because no. if they're that important, you'd have seen them. You'd have dealt with them. <laughs> okay? I, weddings are, we'll leave it this way. This is a quote. Weddings are about celebration, not obligation. Ah. And I get it. People, oh, when I got married, I had over 300 people at my wedding. Good Lord. Um, and a lot of it was out of obligation. Wow. It was a lot. It was a lot. Church was packed to the gills. It was fabulous. Wow. You know, and that's really how I got started. But that's huge. But it was. It, it was <laughs> fabulous. But and a lot of it was obligation. If I were to ever get married again, I would go to the courthouse or elope somewhere. I would not go through all of this. That is, um, if that ever happens for me, that's my wish is a courthouse wedding. <laughs> you can get a fly dress. Yeah. As gorgeous. Get a photographer to shoot for a couple of hours. Have a wonderful lunch at a restaurant and go on about your business. That is my ideal wedding. <laughs> there are beautiful courthouses in this country. Like, and most of them are very grand. You know, marble mm. pillars, staircases, great photo ops. That's and a, um, think that's about a good it. point. Pick one that's pretty. <laughs> Pick one that's pretty, right. But here's the thing. Trimming a guest list. If, I don't remember, I said the average wedding was 30000 Mm-hmm. Well, 48 to 50% of that 30,000 is your reception. Mm. Now, then think about who you like enough to take out to dinner, because that's basically what you're doing. Who would you be willing to, to say, to come mm-hmm. have dinner with me? It's I'll on me. Tab. Right. <laughs> right. Don't let y'all mamas talk y'all into these <laughs> swollen guest lists. Don't. Well then, the, uh, well, then another way you can look at it is who's paying for it? Yes. Now, if mama and daddy are ponying up some dollars. You can have 20 spots. You got 20. <laughs> if your wedding is going to be like 300 people, you can say, okay, so you got 50. Yeah. So each parent, each side, his, you know, each side gets 50 parents. So that's 100 people. We get the rest. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. It's fair. But if it's only the two of you writing a check, now you call the shots on that. Yeah, just, yeah take control. Mm-hmm. And, and before... Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, like, another thing with the expenses, because I know we're still in the money aspect. Like, what is (laughs) 
the one expense that a couple should not be cheap on? Photography. Spend the coins for your memories. Spend the coins for your memories. (laughs) And there are a lot of good photographers out there. And Mm -hmm. it's now become almost art. It's art form. Because it's so much to be done. I follow a few wedding photographers on Instagram and not even that I'm a huge wedding person. Right. They just take really, really nice photos. And you can feel the wedding through the photos. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're not inviting everybody, you know, I know I had a couple of people who did a little courthouse thing. And then they had a celebration a year later. But they invested in a good photographer, and we ran the pictures during the party. <coughs> Excuse me. Pardon mm-hmm. me. But yeah, we did it that way. So people felt like they were there. Huh. But photography. And then I would say number two, good food. Good food. Good food. I went to a wedding one time, and literally the food was like, cold mm. and mm. i'm not even saying like it had been sitting like it i don't even know if it was ever really cooked oh god <laughs> well i'm a foodie you know that yes. and i always tell people i'm like do not have what you just had for sunday dinner <laughs> you can get that anytime this is the time to really express yourself culinarily and whatever you and your beloved have in common on a food basis, put that on display. I like that. Get funky with hors d'oeuvres. Now, is it it cheaper to do it that way? Um, no. Or I guess, no. People think like heavy hors d'oeuvres reception only will save them money. It won't. Because you and I both know who's going to take one meatball. <laughs> no who's going to take one chicken satay <laughs> or one shrimp shooter. It doesn't work that way. Those receptions cost more money. Um, the cheapest receptions to have, and this is a, a ranking from the most cheap to okay cheap. <laughs> cheapest one to have is a dessert reception. Hmm. Cake and punch. But here's the twist. Old church hall. Yes. <laughs> but you get married around 8 p.m. after dinner. So nobody's expecting food. Hmm. And you literally just have desserts. Pedophores, macarons, uh, eclairs, cannolis. And of course, the wedding cake is for highlights. And you serve uh, sparkling punches and sparkling ciders and, you know, depending on where you are, champagne, Prosecco, whatever. That's it. Sounds quite affordable. It is. It is. And it only lasts two hours. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> right. Because it'll be eight, you know, you get married at eight o'clock from dearly beloved to I not pronounce you. Unless you have a whole bunch of stuff going on, it's 12 and a half minutes. 
These hour-long ceremonies, that's because people add stuff. Have you seen the clip going around on Facebook where it's a woman walking down the aisle Mm -hmm. and she's singing her heart out and doing like liturgical dance almost? (laughs) You mean with the pants on and the chains and the black stockings with them white shoes? Yes. Yeah. It wasn't about team too much. Oh, this too much. Because I get the outfit. I wasn't mad at I wasn't home, mad at it, but yeah. Her shoe choice, the yeah. stockings, no baby, no. But the little boy who walks in first. Oh, the bride is coming. I said the bride is coming. I just <laughs> thought I did. I was like, you're doing too much. You know. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Oh, see, here's the thing. You say people do it for the gram. So of course, everything goes on social media. Good, mm-hmm. bad, or indifferent. That's <laughs> like if this ain't a um, mm, bless your heart. Yeah, that was. Now something. I live in Texas. I say that a lot. Bless that your sure. heart. But yeah, that was something. I can't imagine what the rest of the wedding looked like. Yeah, I wish we could have seen more. Yeah, but but <laughs> I tell people, do you? But understand. That in doing you, especially if it hits social media, you will be judged. So don't get yeah. mad. You got to take the heat. You got to. And <laughs> yeah. Now, the second reception that is cheap, and we'll say inexpensive, is a brunch. Mm-hmm. Brunch slash wedding breakfast. Okay. If you decide to go straight breakfast, dirt cheap. Because eggs and bacon cost less than chicken marsala. And you don't need alcohol. I've gone to one of those as well. There was no alcohol. It was 10 o'clock in the morning. And (laughs) if you drink in Hennessy at 10 a.m., you have a bigger problem. (laughs) But I mean, who doesn't like breakfast? Yeah. And guess what? It's out of the way. You got the rest of the day to do whatever. And then I guess the brunch kind of slides in there because you can still have a 10 o'clock wedding. And by the time you get to the you know, reception, it's still brunch, but very inexpensive. And people love it. Yeah, I think the brunch wedding I went to was probably one of my favorites. Look, chicken and waffles, eggs, yeah, that's, bacon. It's like, how can you go wrong with that? You can. And there's something there for everybody. You got something for the vegetarians. For people who say, well, you know, I don't eat pork. Cool. We got something for you. Here's an omelet made to order. You know? Yep. And then after that would probably be a lunch reception where you're doing lunch. So it's much lighter than dinner. The minute you hit dinner, be prepared to spend the money. That's your $100 a plate. (laughs) Yeah. And people squawk about that. I could buy chicken for three ninety nine. Well, darling, this <laughs> you can, but that's not how this works. Because there's a lot more that you know goes on with this. Yeah, and I think on the flip side, people don't understand that the production of a wedding is a lot of moving parts. It's a lot. Parts have to be paid. So. 
So you can't bring your pan of hip hop chicken into the wedding. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. But that doesn't mean people won't. Because there are people who like to self cater, and that's the term we use. Self cater. Self cater. Yes. So what they want to do is be able to find a venue where they're allowed to bring their own food in because they think they're saving money because mama and them, whatever, can cook. What I would not want, and my mama and Nana are gone to glory, I would not want to see them on my wedding day walking around with a house coat and house shoes on frying chicken <laughs> in the church kitchen. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I want them fly, fabulous. And my grand, my mom had passed when I got married, but my grandmom, she was the director of catering at the Federal Reserve Bank. So she was able to get me some really nice stuff, you know, <laughs> but she, I told our, uh, we had a kitchen ministry at church who did my wedding and I sat down with them. We crafted a menu. People went nuts because it was good food, but mm. my Nana had on a beautiful silk shantung suit and heels and got her hair fried, dyed, laid to the side. Okay, Nana. See what I'm saying? I be And I would not have it any other way. That's a good point. It's like, do you want your loved ones really breaking a sweat no. on Mm-mm. your wedding Mm-mm. day? Like you want them to enjoy it with you. You should. Because those are your parents or your aunties or whatever. And they've seen you to this point in your life. Remember, it's about celebration. Mm-hmm. Now, for those people who want to self-cater, I give a, a word of caution. The word of caution is liability. Oh. Because. You do not have liability insurance. This is true. Bingo. Somebody gets sick. Bingo. <laughs> but you can get it. Yes, you have to get the rider. Right, you it's get not that expensive, but no one's going to think about that. No, but that's what a wedding planner does. <laughs> okay, you know, because unless you have somebody who is safe serve certified, be a food handler, a food manager, the problem we have with self catered events is that food temperature issues. Mm. The hot isn't hot, cold isn't cold. You see potato salad sitting in the aluminum pan, not in an ice bath, but just sitting on the table. <laughs> Fried chicken from hip-hop. They don't pull it out of the yeah. bag. It is sitting on, it's not in sterno. It's not being warmed appropriately. So the issue there now becomes food poisoning. Ask me how I know. Yikes. My very first wedding was self-catered that I did. Yeah. And I ended Never up again. <laughs> pulling over on the side of the road because I was so sick. I didn't even go home. I went to straight to St. Agnes ER. And this is something else I I know. And um, also from doing some little moonlighting with you as myself, <laughs> people also don't think to feed their workers at right. their wedding. Now, and, you remember, I used to feed you all. I, yes. I took it upon myself because as a business yes. owner, that was a cost of doing business. And I like to cook and y'all like to eat. So it was fine. <laughs> but I always made my clients aware of that. 
because on average, there are certain um, vendors, wedding planner, photographer, videographer. Mm-hmm. Those are the people you feed. If you don't feed nobody else, because we've been with you all day. We've been there all day. <laughs> and we can't work effectively if we're hungry. And if we leave to go eat, we're going to miss something. Yes. And you can make so arrangements. Feed. You can make arrangements yeah. with the caterer. Just add a few more plates. <laughs> and, and, but the thing is, I always tell them, I don't want what your guests are eating. Pasta primavera with a garden salad, some dessert because you don't want something heavy and you're like tired and you don't have time (laughs) at best at best 20 minutes to eat and we're eating where the guests are eating so yeah gotcha well i want to do a few um (laughs) i guess it's wedding etiquette questions please first one wedding evites no <laughs> that was quick, wasn't it? <laughs> no. Just just no. If you're doing that courthouse wedding, it's only be like six, seven people, sure. But if you're gonna have a affair, go on and invest in paper, printed invitations. Mm-hmm. Printed invitations, you heard it. And so what about people who are thinking Oh, I need people to travel into into whatever city we're having the wedding, whatever location we're having the wedding. And you set your wedding date on a holiday weekend. Hmm. Well, be prepared for people to tell you no. Mm. Okay, because maybe this is the best, uh, one of the best pieces of advice I can give to your listeners. Your wedding is important to you. It is not important to everybody else. Bam. Don't take my Memorial Day. Or 4th of July (laughs) or Thanksgiving. You know, (laughs) we get it. You're in love. Happy for you. But I have a family too. Um... (laughs) I think this one, because I know where I was already going. I think this topic always burns my gears now and yes I'm a millennial and things have changed but I still feel like attendees of weddings do not adhere to proper dress codes of a wedding see you know it burns my gears too you see things and you're like what do you have on this is a wedding well that would and this is the the baby boomer, the greatest generation talking. There was a time where people would not go to church unless they were decked out. Mm-hmm. Like you did not go up in the Lord's house looking like anything. They would get you thrown out. We have relaxed dress codes because everything is so business casual now. People don't care. And they buy things that are not their size. Mm-hmm. And if you get an invitation <laughs> and it says black tie, do you know how many people I've had to school? Guess who called me. What does this mean? Well, gentlemen wear a tuxedo, ladies and gowns. I got to go through all that. You want to come to this <laughs> wedding? And we had guests 
who we had, I had clients who said, I know my people. I said, well, then you need to state the attire on your invitation. And it actually goes on the reception card. It doesn't go on the actual invitation. And you could say black tie requested or mm-hmm. black tie requested means gentlemen can get away with a dark suit and a lady can wear a dress. You know, short dress. Yes. And like white tie is like the super the ultimate. Yes. Right. And how about the time of day? So, oh, yes. If you're going, the wedding you said you went to at 10 a.m., mm-hmm. okay, what that means, it should not be a sequin in a place. <laughs> Exhibit A, all the weddings in London with the royal family, that's how you dress mm-hmm. for a morning wedding. You put on your church hat, like you going to church. You little fascinators. Yes. yes. Be bad with that. Yes. Be fabulous. You know, mother of the bride, no sequin evening gowns, boo. Get you a nice <laughs> short dress and a handbag and gloves. You know, be be like that. And gentlemen, for the wedding party, morning suits, not tuxedos. Uh, yeah. Tuxedos are after five attire. Morning suits or classic cut business suit not a casino in sight yeah i think it really burns me up when i go to weddings no matter the time of day and i see people in jeans and fit it and a white t-shirt and fresh air force ones (laughs) or they might class it up and do a button down (laughs) oh my god a button down pair of 501s and hard bottoms and you think you're doing something if you don't get out of here Right. Because they don't know. And it boils down to how society is and how we uphold certain celebrations. But they do it at funerals, too, Adrian. They do it at funerals, too. <laughs> they do. The, the, the dress code all around has relaxed. and It's gotten to a point. into a really scary place. <laughs> it is, but there's nobody teaching them. See, back in the day, there's always Big Mama, Medea, aunties, church mothers, <laughs> you know, who would tell you, you better get back in that house and put a slip on under that dress. Yeah. You know, we knew about Just... foundations and all of that. Like, you need to wear a bra at all times. Wear a bra. And I think that's another thing. This wasn't even anything I was going to discuss, but sometimes even to the um, bridal party or the wedding party to be gender inclusive, um, sometimes they don't have on the proper foundations or undergarments for their attire. Well, see, this is where your mom came in. She was my bridal <laughs> concierge. And she would get people straight. Mm-hmm. You're going to, nothing will be moving. You're going to get some Spanx. You're going to get a good bra. Not that little $2.99 special from Rainbow. <laughs> You're going to go get a good one. And when you get in all of this, you will look elegant and you will float down the aisle. It will yeah. not be cottage cheese, nothing. Be smooth and snatched. Yes. Why would you not want to be? 
I literally think I would put like if I wanted to have a wedding like that, like I would like put you out, like get out. <laughs> like I think that's I would pay a, a wedding planner extra to be like, nope, don't let them in. No, well, I did have a wedding. Well, they did it. They got married earlier and they had a party. It was all white. Everybody was cool until this one dude rolled up. He had on white linen pants, Air Force Ones. And a yellow polo shirt. <laughs> and his girlfriend was embarrassed. Aww. She was embarrassed. And she said it. And I just looked at him. And he said, well, dying. I know everybody was going to wear white. And she was like, fool, it's an all white wedding. <laughs> I said, well, so I, I, yeah, go ahead, go on in. And he felt bad. I could tell he was uncomfortable the whole night. Oh. Well, serves him right. I bet he won't do it again. Bet he won't. And the last faux pas I really wanted to talk about was the dreaded RSVP and people who show up who did not RSVP or who weren't invited. <laughs> well, Adrian, you work with me enough to know how this is going to go down. Um, your name not on the list, you don't get in. Now, you don't have to RSVP if you don't want to, but I'm the one who can make sure you get in or stay out. Now, try me. Yes. I remember the one wedding. I don't know where it was, but I remember the the bride had wanted the tables to be in the X. Oh, yes. And so it was very specific seating. Like, it was no room. But 35 people showed up who weren't supposed to come. Oh, I remember that wedding. It was beautiful. It was. It was but then gorgeous. it was very cramped because then yeah. you, not oh. everyone came in, but I think, you know, the bride was like, oh, I want those like eight people. Right. And it was like eight out of the 35, too. but it, it was, was like, where do they sit? It was her dad too. Well, luckily. Yes, it was the dad. Yes. yes. <laughs> but luckily I was working with a caterer who I had a good relationship with and we had extra tables and linen and we were able to make it work. So inside mm. the X, we put these satellite tables. Mm. But, but still, people, okay, when you get a wedding invitation, somebody has thought enough of you to do this. And they put postage on the envelope for you to return the car back. All you got to do is check your calendar, write your name, yes or no. That's do not literally put, it. <laughs> that's it. But do not put plus nine. <laughs> Whoever name is on the envelope the outer envelope that is who the invitation is for do not call people up i say well you know blah blah and blah blah no now here's the other thing there's one piece of etiquette i need people to remember um if you know someone has a significant other someone they're dating seriously not just somebody they just met but somebody they're dating seriously or they have a spouse, they okay. automatically get invited. Yes, this is, um, I, I feel like, a big topic for millennials because I've been to a few weddings where their spouse was not invited. That's poor taste. It's disrespectful. You know they have a spouse. Invite them. Whether you like them or not, that's not the issue. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's etiquette. 
and people are like, well, it don't matter. I can't afford everybody. Then you need to rethink that guest list. Mm. Yeah. That, that's it. Mm-hmm. So now I want to play, um, not really play, but let's do the, the breakdown. And so I'm going to say one word. They're all wedding related. And I just want you to say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, God. <laughs> they aren't terrible. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the first one, Bridezilla. Dress. <laughs> Bachelor party. Liquor. Destination wedding. Beach. Uh, I wish I was at a beach. Votives. <laughs> <laughs> Pyromaniac. <laughs> I'm going to say this how Nene Leek says it. Bridemaid dresses. <laughs> goodwill. Oh, Goodwill. And lastly, courthouse wedding. Lovely. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the Boonie Breakdown. Thank you for having me. This is good. It's funny, now that I'm retired, I don't get a chance to, well, I still do speaking and everything, Uh but it's nice to kind of delve into it again. And it makes me realize that I can still plant circles around most of these people that are running around (laughs) calling themselves wedding planners. Well, you know, I think the trend is most people get married, they plan their wedding, and then think they can be a wedding planner. Yeah, no. And people no. buy. People pay them. No. So no. can no. you tell the people where to find you on social media? Yes, because thank you, and thank you for having me. Um, okay. Since I retired, I actually entered a new realm, and that is culinary. So you can find me on the gram at <laughs> The Divas Kitchen, T-H-E-D-I-V-A-S kitchen and the same on facebook i cook up a storm and i show you how to do it yay so i will put the links to those social media profiles in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com so thank you again miss lingette thank you adrian it was lovely i appreciate it all right, that's it for another episode of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. Thank you to Miss Lingette Richardson Hall for doing a great podcast episode. And if you just got engaged, let me know. You know, I would love to shot some of you out. And I hope you got some good information from this episode. And also, if you're in the Baltimore area, I look forward to meeting some of you at the Perfect Breakdown happening this Friday, February 23rd. There are really limited tickets still available. So do not waste time. Go ahead and buy those. And I hope to see you there. As always, don't forget to follow us on social media and in particular on Instagram. Uh, The details for our one-year anniversary giveaway will be dropping this week on Instagram. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen to and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, or any app that you listen to all your podcasts on. Don't forget to leave us a review too. You just might hear it on the next episode. So that is it for me, guys. Have a dope ass week. Thank you for listening. Until next time.